Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Well, that's a lot to unpack. Welcome to a delayed start of Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Uh, Big news there that you heard here live on WSB Radio. Chris Chandler doing a great job trying to uh, juggle two simultaneous press conferences. We'll get to what President Biden had to say in just a moment, but uh, listening here in studio uh, through the uh, door, I, I heard Low T's reaction, what president was saying. So I have a good, I have a general idea of what you folks are thinking out there. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. We do have a full show for you. Uh, Millennial Match Game, Johnny Kilboss with a fast food review. Uh, before we get to the uh, breaking news in Afghanistan, let's get back to the breaking news. Uh, you heard here from Governor Kemp. Uh, staying with us, continuing our team coverage is WSB Capital reporter Sandra Pear. Sandra, thanks for hanging on, bud. Uh, you're welcome, Mark. Anytime. Uh, so folks just maybe getting in their car missed the uh, press conference from Governor Kemp. Uh, obviously, he was, uh, you know, hyper focused on covid and the increasing numbers, infections and hospitalizations. Uh, just quick bullet points. What what did Governor Kemp say today about the state of affairs with Georgia in, in relation to covid? So the main uh, point, I think, of him is is to get out there that, yes, he still is on top of, of the virus. He had Dr. Toomey, who we've not seen in months, um, there as well. He didn't really reveal any new information, but he did stick with the fact that he is not going to require mandates for state employees. He is, however, going to encourage them to get a vaccine if they have not already done so by giving them off September 3rd, that's the Friday before Labor Day, to take that day to get vaccinated or those who are already vaccinated to use that just as a, as a day off, as, as a kind of a thank you for do, for doing so. Um, the other bit of information that he provided was that, um, you know, we've heard about these staffing shortages as the numbers have increased at hospitals around the state. He is increasing the number of, of state um, staff assistants, so to speak, from 1,300 to 2,800. So basically um, doubling the amount of, st- of staff that the state is offering um, to these hospitals. Um I'm trying to think if there's something else. He talked about uh, re- beds in regional hospitals. Um, he, they're looking for more beds in regional hospitals also to help treat these patients statewide. So, you know, if, if you get, if you come down with it here and you need treatment, but there's no beds available in Atlanta, maybe in Augusta they'll have one. Or you, They did that during the height of the pandemic back in 2020, and it looks like they're getting ready to do that again. Um, Dr. Toomey um didn't really give us any new information as either, but did say that um, they're going to begin um, ramping up testing again at public health uh, sites around the state. And they'll also be offering a third vaccine, that booster, so to speak, that we've heard about to those who are immunocompromised. So those are some of the new details that, that we heard from her today. WSB Capital Reporter Sandra Parrish joining us here on the Mark Arab Show. I did hear Governor Kemp uh, emphatically say, uh, you know, I've been vaccinated. My wife's been vaccinated. My kids and my parents have been vaccinated. Really, er- you know, not not putting a gun to anyone's head, but really, you know, uh, forcefully letting folks know that the vaccine might be the key to this thing. Uh, were you surprised by that? And, and will it be effective for those that have not yet get the vaccine? 
Well, he's been preaching that all along. He's been, you know, we, we I think we had a, a news conference, you know, shortly after he got vaccinated himself. So he, he has not made it a secret that he and his family have gotten vaccinated. He's been visiting schools. Um, he, he mentioned that. I was at one of the schools in Cherokee County that he was at a couple of weeks ago. Um, as, as schools are coming back, he's still leaving it up to the school districts, uh, whether to have mask mandates or not. But he does not. Once schools shut down again, uh, we had a news story on earlier today about the low test scores that we're seeing, and which I don't think anybody was really surprised about because a lot of those kids weren't in class for, for much of, of the last year. So he's not in favor of shutting schools down, but he is leaving it up to the school districts when it comes to mandates in those uh, particular counties. What I thought was interesting, so obviously President Biden scheduled the 345 press conference. Governor Kemp uh, had his for four. I was surprised that he didn't wait until... President Biden's press conference was over, you know, more microphones, more cameras, anything we could read into that is why he's why he still did his conference while the president was speaking. Yeah, I'm not really sure about that, because I was told from staff that, that he was going to be delaying his because of the president's speech. I guess he didn't. I guess they decided just to go ahead, not knowing how long President Biden's speech would go. So they decided to go ahead and do it. He probably would have gotten some more airtime had he waited a little bit longer. But. You know, he still had reporters there. You know, we still covered it. You're still going to hear the stories. And and again, as I said at the beginning of this, he didn't really offer any whole lot of new information. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit different from those COVID updates that we were getting during the height of the pandemic. And the governor adamant that Georgia will stay open for business. WSB Capital reporter Sandra Parrish. Sandra, thanks so much, as always, my friend. You're welcome, Mark, anytime. Here's what we're going to do, folks, uh, because we've got a fully packed show. Coming at 5, WSB meteorologists Kirk Mellish and Christina Edwards are going to join us live talking about the impact that uh, Tropical Storm Fred's going to have on us. So we're going to get team coverage from them. Not going to be a lot of time to talk about what you heard from President Biden and what you heard from Governor Kemp. So if you want your opinion to be heard, now is the time to use the open mic feature on the WSB radio app. Uh, any any comments on the two press conferences you heard here on WSB, what President Biden had to say about Afghanistan and what Governor Kemp had to say about the COVID situation in the state of Georgia. So please leave those open mics on the WSB radio app. I'll come back, give a couple of two cents on, on both the stories. And then at five o'clock, WSB meteorologists Kirk Mellish and Christine Edwards will join us live with the uh, severe weather and possible flooding here in Georgia. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on WSB. Lattice News and Talk with Mark Arum. I'm just really stoked that Mark's on earlier now. Weekdays 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. This hour is sponsored by Comcast Business. Welcome back to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aaron following the breaking news in Afghanistan. In fact, let's go live to the Pentagon briefing right now. This is John Kirby, Pentagon spokesman speaking. Uh, and as is a well-known military maxim that Plans don't often survive first contact, uh, and you have to adjust in real time. And I think uh, when you look at the images uh, out of Kabul, uh, that would have been difficult for anybody to predict. Yes, we we did plan on uh, uh, non-combatant evacuation operations as far back as May. There were drills being done here at the Pentagon uh, to walk through what different non-combatant evacuation operations might look like. There was another one recently done just two weeks ago. Uh, a tabletop exercise to again examine what a non-combatant evacuation would look like out of uh, the Hamid Karzai International Airport. I mean, specifically at the airport, 
and we think that those exercises did prepare us in terms of having the resources forward, the secretary forward deployed uh, troops, including Marines, off of their ship and into Kuwait so that they could be more readily available, as well as other forces in the region. Uh, so we, a, a lot of what you're seeing transpire, the reason we can be so quick uh, with upwards of 6,000 troops is because we anticipated the possible need to do this. Now, could we have predicted every single scenario and, uh, and, and, and every single breach around the perimeter of the airport with only a couple of thousand uh, troops on the ground? Absolutely, you know, there are, there are changes that happen. Uh, so plans are terrific and we take them seriously, but they are not and, and never have been perfectly predictive. That's John Kirby, uh, Pentagon spokesman, obviously a huge international story. What's going on in Afghanistan? Uh, again, your reaction, <clears throat> excuse me, to what you heard President Biden say here live on WSB radio during his press conference. Uh, we won't have any time to take calls anytime soon on that situation. So if you do want to voice your opinion on what you heard the president say on the radio, please use the open mic feature. But obviously, this is a massive story. Uh, the heartbreaking images Chris Chandler mentioned earlier of the of the folks clinging to the airplane taking off and then i don't know if you saw it uh once the airplane took flight two people fell to their deaths it was reminiscent uh sadly of you know the uh 9 11 where people would they just jumped out of the oh just an awful story we've got you covered though we got the worldwide resources of cbs and cnn will completely cover uh, the tragic situation in Afghanistan through the evening, the overnight, and, of course, the very latest tomorrow morning with Scott Slade on Atlanta's Morning News. Now, our top local story, that's about to be Tropical Storm Fred. How is that going to impact us? When is it going to impact us? WSB meteorologists Kirk Mellish and Christina Edwards will join us live next after news, weather, and traffic. You are listening to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Back to the show and a good Monday evening to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 5.09, nine minutes after 5 o'clock. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram, 4 to 7 p.m. here on 95.5 WSB. Uh, the gang is all here today. David Green, the executive producer of the show. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck Low screens them tea. calls. In one hour exactly, we're going to play Millennial Match Game with our favorite millennial, Randy. Uh, we're obviously going to cover the big uh, international story uh, what's going on in Afghanistan? During the news break, Deborah Green, uh, our intrepid producer, informed me that Afghanistan is eight and a half hours ahead of us. So it's 1.40 in the morning there. But the half hour thing, I don't understand. Yeah, that threw me off, too. Apparently, they're right in the middle between two, and they didn't want to pick one or the other. So they just said, oh, we're a half hour different. That's so weird. Yeah. That, don't pull that up on Time Zone Trivia. Oh. Actually, you can. I actually, now that I know <laughs> that, that you know. yeah, but Chuck's actually paying attention right now. Uh, but my point is, it's 1.40 in the morning there now, so things can obviously develop uh, in the darkness and in the early morning. So we're going to continue to monitor what's going on in Afghanistan. We'll have coverage throughout the night and the very latest tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. I have a feeling our top local story tomorrow is going to be Tropical Storm Fred joining us live in studio, WSB meteorologist Christina Edwards, and from his palatial Ackworth estate, WSB meteorologist Kirk Mellish. How are you, Kirk? 
Hey, doing well. Uh, good to be with all of you. I haven't seen you since the announcement. Congrats on your upcoming retirement. I am extremely jealous, my friend. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I, I well, want to start with Christina. Uh, short term, as we as you forecast for tomorrow, uh, what do we know about Fred and what should we most concerned about Fred? What I'm most concerned about with regards to Fred is the potential for flash flooding. We could pick up anywhere from four to six inches of rainfall between when the rain started today all the way through Wednesday morning. Morning. And of course, we have wind gusts that are possibly as high as uh, 25 to 35 miles per hour through Tuesday afternoon. And we've already picked up a lot of rain last week. So a whole lot of rain, some gusty winds that equals trees come down. So that's the main uh, uh, main thing that we are most concerned about as we go into tomorrow. And currently I'm looking at the uh, Storm Tracker 2 HD radar right now. This has made landfall in the panhandle. What do we know about what's going on down there with this storm? So Yeah, it, that's right. They're getting uh, pounded right now by uh, rainfall rates of one to two inches an hour. Uh, maximum winds near the center of Fred are 60 miles an hour. It's uh, currently located 25 miles northwest of Apalachicola, Florida. And it's moving to the north-northeast at uh, just nine miles an hour. And it will continue on that track, uh, bringing the center uh, just across the uh, western uh, part of Metro Atlanta uh, during the day tomorrow and then heading up uh, up into Tennessee and the Carolinas. And uh, Christina was just mentioning the heavy rainfall that we're expecting here, uh, three to six inches just the next uh, 24 hours alone. And even worse for the uh, mountains of the Carolinas and uh, northeast Georgia, where uh, where the states all come together up there, thanks to the up uh, slope flow, uh, some of those places could be looking at seven to ten inches. That could even trigger some landslides. Kirk, you've literally tracked hundreds of these tropical storms and 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 rain events over your career. Uh, this current path, historically, uh, are you seeing any uh, any any similarities to other storms that we've had to deal with through the Panhandle into Georgia? Yeah, it's somewhat similar to uh, Alberto and to uh, Opal, both two extremes of uh, uh, tropical storms and hurricanes that affected uh, Georgia and the metro area. Fortunately, uh, this one doesn't look to have the strong winds of Opal, uh, nor is it expected to uh, stall out uh, like Alberto did, causing all the uh, ridiculous uh, flooding that we saw. Everybody remembers Six Flags uh, underwater uh, instead of over Georgia. Uh, this one, uh, Opal was uh, a strong hurricane, and it moved very rapidly, so it didn't lose a lot of its wind when it swept through uh, metro Atlanta. And of course, as I said, Alberto stalled out uh, in the state for uh, several days. This one looks like it will not have the extreme winds nor the extreme rain, but it'll have enough of both. Fortunately, this is a much weaker storm, and it's moving fast enough uh, to be getting out of here by tomorrow evening. Speaking of that, Christina, what's the timeline for Metro Atlanta, North Georgia? What can we expect and when can we expect it? So timing that out for you, the center is going to be over LaGrange at about 7 a.m., but that means that we are in the core of that heavy rain and some of those gustier, gustier winds about 7 o'clock in the morning. Now, by 2 o'clock, that center of circulation will be right on top of the Metro Atlanta area. And so after about 2 o'clock, we should start to see the step downwards just a tad through the course of tomorrow afternoon. But that's the timeline from 7 a.m. To tomorrow to about 
about 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I'm going to go ahead and say through 7 p.m. tomorrow, that is the core of when we're going to be in the brunt of the storm. Let's bring in uh, triple team traffic leader, Smiley Mark McKay, who will be on duty tomorrow morning during Atlanta's morning news. I just grimaced when I heard what Christina told us there, Smiley. Uh, the center of it will be over LaGrange at 7 a.m. Uh, any advice for commuters tomorrow morning? Obviously, this is going to be a big rain traffic event. Yeah, no doubt about it. Give yourself extra time as you uh, roll in. The neighborhoods and subdivisions and uh, Kirk and uh, Christina will tell you in a system like this, we got to worry about winds. And uh, so I, I guarantee you, Mark, we're gonna not only going to be talking about interstate problem spots, which could be numerous, especially where standing water collects, but also I think we're going to have our share of down trees and uh, power lines that come with them. So uh, caution uh, this evening, certainly starting right now through tomorrow morning. Possibly a morning tomorrow where if you have the option to telecommute like Chuck does, uh, maybe you want to do that. Kirk, uh, short of me calling in sick tomorrow, uh, traffic's going to be horrible. Is there a Hail Mary here for me? Is there some sort of wedge or front that's going to push this thing over to Alabama and, and it doesn't happen here in Georgia? It doesn't look like it right now. Uh, the best we could hope for was uh, would be if it were to shift enough to the east, the track, that is, that it pushes the worst of the, uh, the rain and wind uh, just to the east of the metro area. Probably not going to happen. That would be the Hail Mary pass. Oh, let me make one quick point before I forget. Uh, people think of uh, tropical systems as having a lot of thunderstorms. Often they don't. You can get sudden gusts of wind and torrential downpours with very little thunder or lightning. You could even get a quick spin-up tornado, again, with little thunder or lightning, maybe little advanced warning, maybe no official warnings from the National Weather Service. So don't wait to uh, see that typical summertime or springtime buildup of dark clouds approaching and then thunder and lightning and then you're you're getting ready it could come out of nowhere very quickly wsb meteorologist kirk mellish christina edwards joining us on the mark aram show i noticed that uh, red on storm tracker 2 hd christina uh looks like it's over um maybe destin what, what's that red showing you on the map the red that you're looking for on the map there if you were to say pull up a, a map on on uh, weather.gov that's a tornado watch now watch means conditions are favorable for tornado is to form on especially the northeast quadrant, the right-hand side of a landfalling tropical system. That's where you tend to have those quick spin-up tornadoes. Now, what do I mean by that? It could be as short as five minutes, as long as 15, 20 minutes, but we have the frictional force along the surface of the ground that interacts with the atmospheric spin from the tropical system to create those quick spin-up tornadoes. So that's why we want you to be on your toes for tomorrow. Once we hopefully survive Fred Kirk, uh, we're not out of the woods yet. A couple other systems we should be uh, aware of, right? Yes, there are. We've got uh, Tropical Depression uh, Grace. Now, that's uh, well to the southeast of the Caribbean. Uh, it's uh, currently uh, to the, uh, oh, about 50 miles south of uh, Haiti right now. Uh, just a tropical depression. As of now, we expect that to become a tropical storm or even a solid hurricane, but heading more towards uh, the Yucatan and Mexico rather than the U.S. So we don't think we have to worry about that up our way. And we also have uh, a little system that just popped up, uh, and that's Henri. It's spelled uh, with like Henry, but with an I instead of a Y. And that's off the uh, mid-Atlantic, but that's just expected to swirl around out there. And uh, that storm is not expected to become a problem for land, uh, at least not for the foreseeable future. Probably just stays out there, uh, maybe threatens uh, uh, Bermuda a little bit. That's about it. Like Henri's Bakery. 
Deborah, maybe Henri <laughs> can, can bring us in some treats. Uh, it's always a treat to have Kirk Mellish here. Christina Edwards, get back to the weather bunker. Uh, Loti has uh, got some uh, hot appetizers for you, some pigs in blankets, some other good stuff. Kirk, uh, a pleasure, my friend. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Oh, you betcha. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back. Uh, this is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. He really is funny. And I love his nonpartisan point of view. Weekdays, 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. This hour is sponsored by Comcast Business. Welcome back to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. It is 526 uh, 73. Soggy degrees on Peachtree Street, but uh, barely a blip on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter. Maybe a four and a half. I don't know. Longoria, did you have any sweat coming in earlier? Are you good? Oh, yeah. A lot of it. All right. It's going to be wet tomorrow morning, though, for real. Uh, you just heard from Christine Edwards and Kirk Mellish and Mark McKay. Uh, tomorrow is a rush hour that is not going to be pleasant. So if you have the opportunity to uh, telecommute, I suggest you do that. Uh, speaking of telecommuting, this is this is not good in the whole scheme of things, uh, an entire Georgia school district has shut down because of COVID. Uh, this is Ware County, 76 students and 67 members of the staff tested positive for COVID. There's 679 students were quarantining um, and, and they're just, they're, they're shut down. They're going all virtual now, which I think is something we might have to brace for here in Metro Atlanta. Uh, I know a couple of individual schools have done that. But I, again, I'm not a COVID expert, but the, the, the numbers are trending in the wrong direction. So the, to the parents out there, Longoria and Lotier, are you guys ready for the possibility that you guys might have to do with uh, yeah. virtual learning again? You want to come and help teach? I mean, yeah, we'll offer you. You know what? Next week, hey, I might be available. Free food. <laughs> free food, if that helps. Starting next Monday, I might be available to, right. to teach your kids during the morning. Um, what kind of food? I glossed over that. That was the, whatever, man. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the grocery store every week. Well, you pick something. Enchilada, up the Enchilada yeah. Palace. Yeah. All right, yeah. there you go. So I just Ware County, uh, the whole school district has shut down, uh, and I think that might be uh, there's oh there's 5,900 students in the Ware County school district. So that's just something you need de- you need to prep, right? You, you should always be prepared. Longoria and Chuck were Boy Scouts. Always be prepared. Always be prepared. So that's what we're going to do. Um, when we come back, we got a bunch of other good local stuff to talk about. Coming up at 6, uh, we're going to play Millennial Match Game with Randy. And at 6.37, Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Back after these messages. Hey, this is Anderson Cooper, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. 539, 21 in front of 6 o'clock. Mark Aram and the Bananas at your beck and call till 7 in the p.m. Don't forget, once you're home, you continue to listen to the show via the WSB radio app or use your smart speaker to say, play 95.5 WSB. You want to be around at 607. Everybody's favorite, Randy, is going to play Millennial Match Game. In the meantime, in between time, our live Team 2 coverage on Tropical Storm Fred continues. Down to the Gulf Coast we go. Our buddy from Channel 2 Action News is Tony Thomas. Tony, are you staying dry, my friend? Uh, far from it. You don't expect to be dry on the days like this down here. But we are, as I look out on the Panama City uh, beach right now, we've got a, uh, we're in between the bands of the storm right now. Off to my east, I can see a heavy band. Off to my west, another rain shower coming in. But right out in front of me, I actually see a little sliver of blue. That's how fast this storm has come ashore and is moving on. 
WSB radio meteorologist Christina Edwards was looking at Storm Tracker 2 HD radar. She saw some red there that might have indicated a tornado warning. Have you heard any tornado warnings down along the Gulf Coast yet? Not in our area, but as we sit on Panama City Beach, the eye of this storm, Mark, came in about uh, 60, 65 miles uh, down the coast to our east, Cape San Blas, about uh, 1.30, 2.30 this afternoon. That actually means we're on the clean side of the storm. We're getting the less severe weather, which is a good thing for Panama City Beach and those famed 30A beaches where everybody from Atlanta seems to go. So a lot of the severe weather is going to be about 60, 65 miles from us. We have had the rain, though, uh, four inches so far here in Bay County, another four inches uh, potential overnight. And we had rain gusts and squalls came through as uh, it was coming through here. I bet we hit uh, 50, 55 mile an hour gusts, which is a, a pretty good clip for a tropical storm. Tony Thomas from Channel 2 Action News joining us live in Panama City Beach, Florida on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, how are the locals reacting to uh, to the storm? Are they, uh, you know, they're, they must be you know kind of used to this kind of severe weather. How are they holding up? Yeah, so much so that the local sheriff here uh, was saying yesterday and today begging people not to be complacent and actually wanting them to use this storm as a warm-up for any more uh, larger storms that could be in the offing because we're still several weeks away from the peak of hurricane season. The big fear here is the flooding. There are some roads flooded in the northern part of this county, about 20, 30 miles off the shoreline, and that is their biggest worry is that as the rains came through, they're going to cause some major flooding issues. But it's already pretty much through here. We'll be through here in the next two or three hours, and as fast as it's come ashore, that's how fast it's going to get to Atlanta and it's going to whiz through tomorrow right through the heart of the metro area. Yeah, uh, we're expecting up to uh, five to six inches of rain here in the metro yeah. Atlanta area and more in the mountains. What, what's your what's your plan? Are you just going to follow this storm up? Or are you going to take a couple of uh, well-deserved days off down on the coast? Uh, we'd love to stay here because, you know, <laughs> the most beautiful weather is right after a storm yes. comes through. But, uh, no, we'll be uh, hitting the road tomorrow morning and probably following the storm uh, right up as it comes into Metro Atlanta. Finishing up with Tony Thomas from Channel 2 Action News, joining us live on the uh, Florida Panhandle as Tropical Storm Fred has made landfall. Most important question of this segment, Tony, are the uh, local seafood shacks open, and have you been able to get a grouper sandwich or anything yet? You know, we did get over to Diego's, which is a, a, a pretty well-known uh, seafood place here in Panama City last night, but they were closing down for today. Oh. So... Uh, I think the only place we found we may have, I can't confirm it, but we may have a Domino's pizza. On the way. <laughs> oh, that's the saddest thing. I've, I mean, Ooh, no offense. I love, yeah, I love Domino's, but you should be getting yourself a nice big blackened grouper sandwich. Uh, yeah, not during a storm. It's hot food. We're just thankful for that. There you go. I'm thankful for you calling in. Stay safe, Tony. I appreciate it, buddy. All right. Thank there you, you go. Uh, ooh, now I want, I want a grouper sandwich. That's an underrated fish. I wish uh, Alex Williams wasn't off today. We could ask him if he knows what grouper is. Uh, so, have you guys all had grouper? Do you know what grouper is, Longoria? Yeah. yeah. Chuck? Yeah. You like? Know. Yeah. Deborah, you've heard of it. I know what grouper okay. is. Okay. Yes. Delicious. It's a delicious fish, right? And uh, my mom's best friend is a big scuba diver girl, lady. She loves scuba diving. And she says that she, won't, she doesn't eat grouper because when she scuba dives, I mean, grouper are huge fish, they're monstrously big. And she says they'll just come up to him, and and she, you know, imitates him and goes, "Hey, what you doing?" Like, like she says they're the sweetest, <laughs> nicest fish, and then maybe so, but they're also very delicious. Yeah, they're really good. 
Steamhouse Lounge has a good grouper sandwich. It, the, the, the piece of fish falls off the side of the roll. It's that big. They put it on there. I'm so hungry now. Damn it, Aaron. What are you doing? Um, speaking of beaches, I love the Florida Panhandle. I had never been down there until I moved to Atlanta. Growing up in New England, you know, I loved the New England beaches. Maine, we used to go to Maine every summer. Uh, Cape Cod beaches, Long Island Sound. Be- you know, that, that, was, that was what I uh, pictured a beach to be. And the first time I went down to Destin, Florida... I, I was like uh, Lewis and Clark discovering the the Pacific Ocean or whoever the hell, you know. I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And then I like every ocean that I ever been in as a kid growing up was freezing. Like you could go into the ocean for four minutes and then you came out and you were in the middle of July, August. You're The, the water's freezing. And I dipped my toe in it. It's like bathwater. I was like, why have, why have people been hiding these beaches from me? <laughs> It, it was one of the most <laughs> important moments of my life them. because I mean, and, and now I go back and I still have fond memories of Cape Cod and Maine and it's beautiful, but the beaches are crap. Oh yeah. Rocky pieces of crap. You were lucky if, you know, you didn't cut your foot going into the beach in Maine and then you'd be freezing. I mean, it was just as a kid, you don't know any better. Like, this is the greatest thing ever. All right. The, yeah. the beach. I love the beach. And then I got shown the, the, uh, panhandle. And I don't think I've been in a New England water since. I'll go to the beaches in Maine and Cape Cod, but I'm not getting in that freezing water. It's ice cold. So thank you to uh, the Panhandle and opening my eyes on how great a beach experience can be. Uh, we got calls for some reason. All right, let's get them. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. We'll squeeze in a couple of calls before we play Millennial Match Game. Uh, trying to keep you sane on a crazy, crazy Monday. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. He keeps me company on my ride home from work, and I find him entertaining. With a full strength of the WSB News team and triple team traffic, 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. Don't forget, we will continue to uh, cover the uh, the uh, tragic story out of Af- Afghanistan throughout the overnight hours and the very latest tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Again, Deborah did the math. It is eight and a half hours ahead. Eight and a half. So I'm not even going to do the math right now. But it's early morning. It's before daybreak there in uh, Kabul right now. So who knows what's going to happen in the overnight. But we have you covered uh, with this obviously very, very important story. We do have the worldwide resources of CNN and CBS at our disposal. So if you want to know what's going on uh, eight and a half hours ahead of time in uh, Afghanistan, we will have you covered throughout the overnight and tomorrow morning. Can I do a story that is not as important as, as out of Afghanistan? Please. Sure. Yeah, yeah. This, this popped up, uh, maybe you saw it on the social media, this trend. I think it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal? However you Gyllenhaal. Pronounce. Gyllenhaal. Says he doesn't bathe his kids. Or... Oh no no, that's Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Oh, oh all right, yeah, yeah th- those people. They uh, they don't bathe. They don't bathe their kids every day, or and they don't bathe. And uh, it, it like started this you know huge conversation online. And Deborah found a, a survey of two thousand Americans. Uh, what percentage of Americans, Chuck, shower every day or bathe every day? If it's not all of them, I'm gonna be grossed out. It but... is not all of them. <laughs> Uh, actual percentage? Yes. Every day. Every day. 25%. Longoria, you going to prices right them? You go higher or lower on this one? I'm going to go 40%. 35%. Now, I, I, as I thought Only about 35%. that. Only 35%. Yeah, 35% shower every day. But to be fair, like I, I shower every day, except yesterday. I didn't shower on Sundays. There's There are times where Sunday, it's lazy. I don't shower. 
I stink by the end of the day. I know it. But every other, I mean, I shower every think, other day. I think the important thing is, is you should shower before coming to work. Like if you're out oh, camping yeah, 100%. or something, yeah. you sure. know, that's different. Unless I've run late like I did last Wednesday <laughs> and I had to do uh, that. Um, 35% of parents prior to his bath time for their young kids by bathing him seven or more times a week. 63% of parents agree with celebrities who don't bathe their kids. 15% shower every other day of Americans. So there you go. You're stinky neighbors. Uh, when we come back, Millennial Match Game with uh, everyone's favorite, Randy. Johnny Kilbasa is uh, in the on-deck circle with a fast food review, and, and we'll have some fun. We'll try to make some uh, some fun out of this cruddy day. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. my buddy Ashley. She's a national treasure, as is smiling. And you know what? The whole WSB traffic team. Welcome back to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. 30 minutes from now, Johnny Kilbasa will join us with a fast food review. Again, uh, big stories, that international story, obviously what's going on in Afghanistan. And locally, uh, tropical thunderstorm Fred is going to impact your rush hour tomorrow morning. Make sure you don't leave the house without checking in with us first. Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade starts at 4.30 a.m. Monday at 6.08. What we do in Longoria? Let's play Millennial Match Game. You better believe it. Joining us live on the road. She's living that Hollywood lifestyle now. She's everybody's favorite millennial. Randy O'Cray. How are you, Randy Pants? I'm good, Marcia. How are you? How's everybody? What, exa- what exotic locale are you calling us from tonight, my friend? Well, actually, I'm just getting my nails done, so I'm at the nail salon right now. <laughs> do, you, do you get your nails done first or your eyebrows threaded first? What's the... Uh... I get my eye... That's so great you said that. I got my eyebrows threaded earlier and now my nails. Gotcha. I just want to make sure we get the uh, the timeline correct. So, I, I mean, Randy needs no introduction. She's the queen of Millennial Match Game. She's awesome, and she's ready to defend her tile. Randy, I want you to think about the category... Uh, it's TV neighbors, okay? TV neighbors. So think about okay. that while we meet our contestants on the fo- on the phone. Beth is in Snellville. Beth, welcome to the show. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Hey, I'm married. We have two kids. We've been here about 30 years, but really initially from Philly. And uh, I work in Atlanta, nurse. As a Philly transplant, who's got the best Philly cheesesteak in Atlanta, in your opinion? Oh, in Atlanta? I don't know if I've actually found one that kind of matches. Understood. Philly. Understood. That's a very political answer. Thank but you, I, Beth. But I did try. <laughs> I have tried. Yeah. You know, the search never ends. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be taking on Trevor and Buford. Trevor, welcome to the show. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Mark. I'm uh, 54, married, and uh, recently uh, empty nesters. Oh, congratulations, my friend. How's that going for you? That's going great. You're going to downsize? You're going to stay where you are? What are you going to do? Uh, Go stay where we are for right now. All right. Uh, I might need to rent out a room. Hey, no problem. All right. There you go. Uh, All right. So here you go. TV Neighbors. uh, Millennial Match Game, as always, sponsored by Rocco's European Garage. Here's the deal. I'm going to say a TV uh, neighbor, like a famous neighbor from a TV show. Uh, Trevor and Beth, you don't need to know the answer. You just have to guess whether or not Millennial Randy will know the answer. And the answer is, Randy, you have to tell me what television show starred that neighbor. Okay. Very okay, simple. The show. Yes, you gotcha. name the show. This one doesn't count. This is just an example. Uh, this neighbor's name was Glenn Quagmire. Glenn Quagmire. Randy, what TV show had a neighbor named Glenn Quagmire? Um, oh, you know, with Stewie. Uh, you, that one. Uh, ooh. What's it with Stewie. Family Guy. 
it seems today. That's right. That all you see giggity, is giggity, giggity. All right, so a very simple game, guys. It's a flip of the coin. When in doubt, though, the millennial does not know. All right, we'll start with you, Beth. Uh, this neighbor's name was Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper. Will oh. millennial Randy know a TV show featured a neighbor named Winnie Cooper? Randy usually gets them right, but I'm going to say no. Ooh, all right. This is a tough one. I think Randy's going to know this one. Randy, Winnie Cooper was a neighbor on what television show? I can't think of the show, but I know the guy. You know, he had a crush on Winnie Cooper, his dad. He had the, the best friend with the glasses. <laughs> um, I remember that is that one. I can't think of the name of it. But you I always, know you it, right? always, you, the main character, you always guess him for answers, and it's never right. What's that actor's name? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. All I don't right. know, but he got a mole on his face. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Molly, 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 Molly. The Wonder Years is the name of the show, Randy. Yeah, I promise I knew it. Though. Yeah, I, I know. know That's okay. Beth gets the point because you could not come up with the Yay. name. Uh, all right, Trevor, you're up. Uh, oh, this is a great one. Randy, how old are you? Just so we know. I want a timeline here. Over 30. She's over 30. <laughs> Which probably means, Trevor, she was not old enough to watch a show that had a neighbor named Mr. Bentley. Mr. Bentley. Will Millennial Randy know a show featured a famous neighbor named Mr. Bentley? I'm going to say no. I'd be surprised, Randy. This show was off the air before you were conceived. Uh, Mr. Bentley was a neighbor on what famous television show? Mr. Bentley. Mr. Bentley. Okay, so Mr. Bentley clearly this person is rich, so maybe it's about... Somebody being, but it's a neighbor. Maybe somebody living in somebody that's rich. Mm. Who's that uh, moving? Who's that moving on up? The Jeffersons? Is it the Jeffersons? Where we're moving on up. <laughs> wow. I love the route you took to get to the Jeffersons. Randy's got the best train of thought. That was fantastic. A trail of breadcrumbs led her to the theme song, Moving On Up, and we got the Jeffersons. No point for you, Trevor. That's okay. It's still early. Uh, Beth, you are up. Millennial Match Game. Uh, this, uh, no way, no way Randy knows this one. Marcy Rhodes Darcy was the neighbor on this television show. Marcy Rhodes Darcy. Will she uh, know what television show had that neighbor? I don't think so. I, I loved the show. I watched the show. I would not have remembered this name. So I'd be surprised if you know Marcy Rhodes Darcy, uh, Randy, what television show is that from? Marcy, Marcy, Marcy sounds like. Somebody, Marcy, with blonde hair. It's a white girl. Marcy what? Marcy Rhodes Darcy. Marcy. I feel like I heard her in some type of sitcom or something. Oh, yeah. Um, was she like an annoying neighbor? Uh, Chuck Chuck had a crush on her, <laughs> so I don't know how annoying okay, she was. Okay, she kind of cute? She's, she's cute for Chuck. <laughs> what does that even mean? Um... I, I, Marcy, I feel like that's some stuff like with Time's a up. mom and a dad and some kids. That's all I got. I'm even playing the oh, thing. Mary children. Mary children. Oh. I'm not going to give it to her. I'm not going to give it to her. It took too long. It took too long, Randy. Round two of Millennial Match Game, as always, sponsored by Rocco's European Garage. What's the score and who's up, Deborah Green? All right, we got Beth with two, Trevor looking for a point, and it is Trevor's turn. Trevor, you're up. Famous TV neighbors. These TV neighbors are named Fred and Ethel Mertz. Fred and Ethel Mertz. Will Millennial Randy know what TV show featured those famous neighbors? Uh, she's been surprising me so far, so I'm going to say yes. Uh, I, Fred and Ethel Mertz, Randy. Uh, I'd be surprised if you know this one, buddy. Come on, Mark. That's I love Lucy. How in the heck did you know that? 
Who yeah. doesn't know I love Lucy and all the characters? That's amazing. All right, you never cease to amaze me. Good job, Trevor. Trevor, he knows he knows when to zig when I would have zagged. Good job. All right, Beth. <laughs> uh, this uh, famous neighbor was named Mr. Heckles. Mr. Heckles. Will Millennia Randy know a TV show feature that neighbor? Mr. Heckles. I'm not even sure I do. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten this one either. My wife um, would would know this. She's going to text me in a second. She's getting this one, but I would not. Uh, Mr. Heckles. Um, H-E-C-K-L-E-S. Mr. Heckles. You say no. Randy, Mr. Heckles, neighbor on what TV show? Uh, I, I've never heard. Heckles, he must have laughed a lot. He heckles and laughs a lot. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, uh, 90210. Was he the neighbor that used to bang on the uh, the ceiling with the, uh, whatchamacallit? I think he always had like a robe on or something. The broomstick. Oh, the yeah, broomstick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I would never have gotten his name. Yeah. Maya definitely knows that one. I had to dig. All right, good good for you, Beth, to get the point. All right, uh, gl- uh, Trevor, you're up. <laughs> Gladys Kravitz. <laughs> Gladys Kravitz was this neighbor. What do you think? Will Randy know what TV show that is? I'm going to say no. Yeah, no way. No, you got Lucy, yes, but you're not getting this one, Randy. Gladys Kravitz. See, y'all have to stop doubting me. I love Nick at night. This is The Witch. Oh, my God. And I love The Witch. And Samantha. So I grew up with that show. I had no recollection that that was the, the neighbor. annoying neighbor that was always thought she was a witch and sure. she was always throwing her he off. Always, yes. yes. Well, I knew the I know the character, but I that, how do you know her name? Wow, Randy. Because they called her name on there. All right. Wow. That I am literally blown away. That's fantastic. It is Beth's turn. Beth, uh, this uh, famous neighbor's name is Cosmo Kramer. Cosmo oh. Kramer. Will Millennial yeah. Randy know? You say yes, Randy. Cosmo yeah, Kramer. Sure. Yes, Cosmo Kramer, that name, Cosmo. Uh, um, you always talk about this show. I do. boy Jerry on there. Uh, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> Seinfeld. My boy Jerry on there. Seinfeld. That's boy. Yeah. That's right. Uh, all right. We're going we're gonna to break early uh, so we have more time for round three of Millennial Match Game. What's the end of uh, the score at the end of round two, Deborah? All right. Green? Beth got four. Trevor with one. Oh, Trevor, you're not out of it yet, buddy. Hang in there. I sense a comeback coming. You you guessed she knew she would. I, I love Lucy, right? That was amazing. All right. Uh, we'll finish up uh, final round of Millennial Match Game when we come back. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Come on. Come on. It really is like you're listening in on the bunch of people just joking around. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Entertaining. Local. Plugged in. Weekdays 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. Final round of Millennial Match Game sponsored by Rocco's European Garage on the Mark Aram Show. What is the score and who is up, Deborah Green? All right, Beth has a lead with four, Trevor with one, but it is Trevor's turn. Trevor, famous TV neighbors. Will Millennial Randy know what TV show featured the famous neighbors uh, Lenny and Squiggy? Lenny and Squiggy. Uh, I need to stop. Doubting her knowledge of the classics, I'm going to say yes. Lenny and Squiggy, Randy, neighbors on what popular TV show? Love, Iron, and Shirley. Wow. Another one of my favorites, Pepsi and Milk. Who didn't know? Oh, Lenny, a young Jared didn't know. All right. Uh, All right. Good job, Trevor. (laughs) Beth, you're up. Uh, I'm going to skip to number 10, Deborah Green. Will Millennial Randy know what uh, TV show featured a uh, neighbor named Dwayne Schneider? Schneider. 
Oh, that's fine. No. Schneider, Randy. Uh, Schneider, Schneider. Uh, I have no idea. This is it. One day at a time. With the uh, the icon, Valerie Bertinelli. Fantastic. All right, final one. Real quick, Trevor. Uh, Walona Woods. Walona Woods. Will Randy know a TV show featured a name, uh, neighbor named Walona Woods? Yes. Walona Woods, Randy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Good times, Randy. Good times. Florida Evans, James Evans, Walona Woods. Yes. That's wrapping up match game. What's the final score, Deborah Green? Final score, Beth with five, Trevor with two. Trevor, don't hang up. We're giving you both some nifty gifties tonight. You both win prizes. Nifty! They are nifty. They're nifty gifties. What they win, Deborah Green? Both of them, you got a pair of tickets to go see Chris Stapleton at Solaris Amphitheater at Lakewood on August 28th. Randy, plug one thing real quick. Guys, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Randy O. Enjoy your nail job, Randy. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. <laughs> Bye. All right, news, weather, traffic next. Hey, Atlanta, it's Andy Cohen. You're listening to The Mark Aram Show. He packed in animals two by two. Oxycamelina, kangaroo 640 on a Monday. Welcome back to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. I've been talking about grouper sandwiches. I've been talking about food throughout the show, which means I'm very hungry, Longoria. Serve it up, my friend. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from Parts Unknown, Height Unknown, Weight Oof. We do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever so popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. Here to satiate or exacerbate your hunger, depending on where you're at in your cycle. And I suppose I'm here to <laughs> exacerbate your hunger right now, since you can't eat. I don't know where I am in my minutes. cycle, but I am. I am very hungry. What's on the menu tonight, big fella? Uh, running right past appetizers and main dishes. Let's go to dessert, Mark. I was in Krispy Kreme recently, mm. and they've got some new stuff going on there. They teamed up with Hershey's. So, I mean, just imagine Krispy Kreme and Hershey's, all the things they could do there. Yeah. But they, they came up with a s'mores donut. And not just a s'mores donut, s'mores classic donut, and then a s'mores fudge cake donuts. Now, I know you spent a lot of time in the backyard around the campfire with your box of graham crackers and your <laughs> melted yes. melted candy bars and your, and your marshmallows. I tell you what, I love having a good s'more, but I couldn't make them to save my life. It was always... It ended up just being a big pile of crumbly, melted, burning chocolate and marshmallow in my hands. But anyway, they figured it out there, Mark. S'mores Classic Donut. It's it's a donut filled with marshmallow cream. And then they're dipping it in the Hershey's chocolate and then drizzling it with more marshmallow cream, chocolate icing, and topping it off with the graham cracker crumbs. Over on the other side, you got the fudge cake donut, which is the Hershey's fudge so they make that with the cake donut then they dip it in the marshmallow icing then they decorate that with the hershey's chocolate icing and top it off with chocolate chips i suppose if you ask nicely they'll probably top it off with graham crackers as well the biggest disappointment in my adult life and i say this with uh with no hyperbole was when i when i first discovered the s'mores pop tarts at the local grocer Mm. raced home threw those in the toaster and was like, Meh. like just like I, I had such high hopes for them, 
They, and they they fell flat. They are not good. Nothing against the fine folks at the at the Pop Tart uh, Industries. They're they're doing great work over there. But the s'mores, it's tough to recreate. That being exactly. said. I have complete faith in the folks at Krispy Kreme to pull this off. I, I think if anyone could pull off a s'mores donut, it's our pals at Krispy Kreme. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They're not just taking a teeny tiny little bit of s'more and putting it into a Pop-Tart. By the way, pro tip, you should take those Pop-Tarts and make s'mores with the Pop-Tart oh. as the sandwich bread. Then, then See, you're on your way there. You're next level. You're playing chess. I'm playing checkers. That's why you're Johnny Kilbasa. Uh, a friendly shout-out to my neighborhood donut shop, Donut Dolly's on Howell Mill. They actually do a really good uh, s'mores uh, donut. It's probably a little more pricey, a lot more pricey than the uh, the one at Krispy Kreme, but... Uh, yeah, I, I love s'mores. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone's an expert at making s'mores, right? They're 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 guaranteed to be messy. I th- unless you were in the Girl Scouts at some point, I suppose. I think they have a s'mores class when you take Girl Scouts. But other than that, yeah. Johnny, this isn't big enough news to make a fast food review, but I thought I'd throw it out there anyway. Uh, today, uh, returning to Papa John's, the Shakaroni Pizza. It returned today. Uh, extra large pizza with extra cheese and extra pepperoni. Uh, they brought it back today for Papa Rewards members. Uh, and a donate, uh, Papa John's will donate $1 to the Papa John's Foundation to share with charities. Uh, you remember it back, uh, you know, when it first came out, the Shakaroni pizza. Is this worth revisiting? Definitely, if you're a big fan of pepperoni, because they make sure that they put the pepperonis all the way to the edge. When I was in college, we had the owner of the pizza shop I worked at was adamant always about getting the pepperonis <laughs> all the way to the edge. And that's what Shaq said, too, when he came in to the ownership meeting. He said, hey, I like more cheese and I like more pepperoni. Give it to me. Johnny K gives it to us every Monday and Wednesday. Appreciate you as always, bruh. Anytime, bro. I, I Johnny totally, on Twitter. Yeah. Johnny, that's all right, <laughs> I totally man. hammered that. I'm, I'm so hungry. I hammered it. All things Kilbasa on JohnnyKilbasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. There we go. Anytime, bro. All right. We'll be right back. This is Atlanta News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Lattice News and Talk with Mark Arrow. He's very multi-talented to be able to do what he does on the TV and to be able to do the radio show. With a full strength of the WSB News team and triple team traffic. Weekdays 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. Final segment of Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram, 4 to 7 p.m. on the Nifty 750. Tomorrow on the show, little Sanjay with Would You Rather finish up with some phone calls. Roger joins us on the program. What's going on, Raj? Yes, sir. Uh, I always enjoy your program, but I have to lodge a complaint. Please. Uh, well, so I put on, I think, at least 10 pounds while you had Johnny Kielbasa on <laughs> with the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I got to go to Krispy Kreme now. I know. He expands my waistline as well, my friend. Uh, <laughs> you know, you just got to mix in some it. cardio. Mix in some cardio. Run to the, you know, run or walk briskly to the Krispy Kreme. And let me know how well, they have are. a new one there at, Man- at Mansell on Highway 9. Maybe I could jog from my place over there. Yeah, just burn the cat. That's what Chuck does. Chuck eats like a horse, but he actually works out. I do eat a lot I of donuts. I look like a horse. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> Welcome to the club, Roger. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll sneak over there after the show and get it. It did sound pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Paul is up next on the Mark Aram Show. What's cooking, Paul? Hey, um, I got a grouper story for you. All right. Uh, my parents are from Miami, but my dad was in the Air Force. So uh, I, growing up uh, up in Montana, um, to me, seafood was frozen fish sticks and cans of tuna. So he gets out of the service. We moved to Miami. My grandma, his mom, bless her heart, 
thought she was doing this us a special favor. So she comes out, all the little kids sitting at the middle of the table. She comes out with the sheets platter with the whole group, her head, everything. Oh, no. I, I could not eat it. The damn thing was looking at me. To this day, to this day, I only eat fish to be polite. I, I well, that's a hilarious story, by the way. You got to be careful what you serve the kids. But now I'm going to have fish sticks for dinner. I was on the fence, like, what am I having for dinner tonight? I'm stopping at Publix and getting some fish sticks. Uh, Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk. What's to going on, brother? Hey, I have bigger news than Afghanistan. Oh, do we need the breaking news sounder? Joy's here. Joy to the world. Where is Hector? <laughs> she has returned. Where has she been, buddy? Yep, best looking girl in Gainesville is at my house. Wow. For how long, though, Russ? How long are you going to hold oh, on to her? I think she's going to stay here. How long are you going to be here, Joy? Well, enough. Well, as long as I can get a place of my own, that's that's my goal. So yeah, six to seven did. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Well, welcome yeah, like back, Joy. On, uh, I, I hope you. How I hope you tell Joy how much I think. Uh, how much I think of her and the pictures you sent to me uh, of her. She's, yeah, I told her. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah. Anyway, uh, real quick, Russ. Any highlights this weekend? Anything big news besides Joy coming back? Obviously. No, I'll tell you something that uh, surprised me. I watched that movie you were talking about the other day, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. You know who's in that movie? A very young Charlie Sheen. Yeah, he plays the bad guy that falls in love yeah, with... Yeah, he's uh, like a teenager in that movie. That was yeah. cool. I didn't know he was in it. That's such yeah. a great movie. I love that movie. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bueller. Yep. Bueller. Bueller. All right, Russ. Uh, oh, I'm off Friday. Just a heads up. Uh, Shelly's, okay. Shelly's filling in for me. So you can relax. We had a great time on, on Friday's edition of never have I ever with Russ and Gainesville, but you're off this Friday, my friend. Okay. All right, Russ, we'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. Uh, let's do star of the show. Long Gloria. And now are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? I, I forgot who I said it was in the early running, but, uh, was it Andrew? I'm snatching it out of your, out of your grouper like mouth, Longoria. And <laughs> grouper mouth. Giving wow. it to, uh, Kirk Mellish. Took 30 years. We got him to join us on the show. That was fantastic. And uh, new WSB meteorologist, uh, Christina uh, Edwards. You're going to need him tomorrow. Uh, Tropical Storm Fred is going to soak the roads. We got you covered, me included, tomorrow morning, starting at 4.30, Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. We'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. Uh, Think kind thoughts and prayers for those folks in Afghanistan, and be safe, Atlanta. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.